evening, everyone, and welcome to the Legion with the live stream. Episode number 240 here in existence, being birthed the 7th of December, 2019. I, your first host, Alex Garthon Marsh, and with me is Brett Heathen Dog Grissima. Hello, everybody. I hope we find you well. And I uh, hope, hope uh, you and your and your family are doing well. And, and today, if not well, then at least today. tolerable. There you go. And uh, what what have I done today? I've done just this, literally just this all day because I I'm, I brain fogged the entire week. It was crazy. I was just messed up the entire time. Excellent work. Well, no, actually, actually, no. Uh, I had to redo both of my servers because of updates, and they both got borked. So I had to spend way too much time doing that than than normal. So that's and and we we just started our Imperium PvP. So I had to prepare for that as well. That's true. That's yeah. very true. And that's been entertaining. Well, when the server was up, it was entertaining. Yeah, there was that. Apparently, the the one thing they'll take down Imperium server is trading a motorbike. <laughs> trading a motorbike. <laughs> the server went down every time I tried to give, or Garthon tried to use. A motorcycle. Well, I was able to get on it, but if I tried to put it in my inventory, that's when it would crash. <laughs> that was the issue. Okay. Whenever you try to put the motorcycle in his pocket. That's like, right. That's not a motorcycle pocket. Crash. That's right. The, the horse pocket was not in effect. The horse pocket was not in effect, no. <laughs> well, let's see. What have I done this week? Um, I finished uh, soft modding and hard modding and drive swapping in Xbox. Um, yeah. Put some emulators on it. Oh. Stuff like that. So, yeah, that was fun. That's, that's uh, That was my entertainment. I worked. And I... Oh, that's where I should. I'm done. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was good. Because I hadn't actually screwed with modding in Xbox in a couple years. So I'd mm -hmm. forgotten how to do everything. And, uh, yeah. I, I almost uh, messed it up a couple times. So I managed to bring it back from the brink of death. Because there are times... Yeah, you know, when you're flashing EPROMs on your systems, that you, that you flush you have an EPROM reader, you're not getting it back if you mess up. Yeah, it's true. I, the The last time I modded a, a console was PlayStation One, and I had to put in a chip. Yep. For it to for to uh, to get rid of the region code or to add Japan to the region code so I can play Japanese discs. Yep. And I had to solder that in, and I'm like, if I mess this up, that's just it. That's just it. This thing's a brick. So yay! I hope nothing pops. And nothing did, so it was great. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, actually, that's a. Those those were pretty simple mods in comparison. They are. They are simple, but if you overheat, yeah, if whatever, you whatever, yeah, screw something up and join two things, or you know, yeah, overheat it, a chip, you could kill it. Yeah, overheat a chip or short something out, and it's yep. over. Yep. Uh, but the mods in those old systems, they still make new mods for those old systems, which is really cool, mm. and that do cool. way more than the old ones. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I remember with that original, because I had one of those mods in my old PS One, as well. If you're going to play a copied or Japanese game, you still had to put in a regular game. A real game, right. And then start it, it would up. start to boot, and then you could pull it out and swap the disc real quick. Yep. And then it would boot up. Because it still looked for the initial security code, which was based on the waggle. Anyway, yep. you don't, no one cares. But the new chips will totally bypass that. They'll say, oh, yeah, I'm doing that, too. There's my, here's my security. And it goes, okay. And then you can do whatever you want. I trust you. That's right. <laughs> Well, Hawkins says, I've heard you can mod extra Linux. Oh, yeah, it's super easy. 
why why would you want to though you can what, what what's the benefit well actually almost all the mods the soft mods make it run linux but yeah it throws of course the interface on top of it to say hey i'm running linux now uh copy some games to your hard drive you know more discs run some linux emulators for other games that kind of thing oh okay yep uh to me the most convenient thing about it is one of the easiest things you don't even need to swap the hard drive, but it helps because you get a bigger hard drive, faster hard drive in it, is mm -hmm. to just be able to burn Xbox games onto the Xbox, so you don't need to put the games in anymore. Yes, you know, select the game and play. Sure. And it loads faster too. Oh yeah, I imagine. Yep. And early PS3s actually were made to run Linux. They literally were made. You had an option to run Linux. They would come with discs to run Linux. It would format and run Linux. And then they stopped doing that. They're like, yeah, we're done with that. We don't like it anymore. And they oh. got sued over that, too. Well, they had a deal. Yeah, Yeah, basically, they people bought it. They claimed to run Linux, and then they pulled Linux support. So there was a class action lawsuit, which Sony, I think, lost. I don't remember. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if they claimed it. Yeah, yeah still kind of BS. But well, you know, it, people look at they just didn't say anything. Well, sort of. It's you know, sort of okay. the scenes that you know, it's like the jerks. It's like, okay, you got me. Two dollars and fifty-one cents. Two dollars fifty-one cents. You know, get your check. Whatever. <laughs> now they don't care. Like, oh no. Okay, I guess we did that. Two dollars fifty-one cents. Two. Yeah, sure. It might add up to two million dollars, but they're like, whatever. I'm Fair. Sony. I don't care. I care for none of you, says Sony. All right, but so what are we doing today? Do. All right, today in Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, we talk about Stand My Heroes, Peace of Truth. I think you're missing a few words in there. No, no, that's exactly how it translates, and that's exactly what they went for. Yeah, we're actually, we're actually missing a word or two and some grammar punctuation stuff, yeah. but that's, that's just the way it is. That's sure. the literal English title. Why not? Why I know. Not? It's like when they translated Tenchi Mayo over and they translated directly to this way up. There you go. Which it should not have been, but that's what they did. And Assassin's Pride. Oh, I like their chicken. Assassin's Say Pride what? chicken. No. Nope. Oh, wait, wait, that's Pilgrim's Pride. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, two different, different, two different genres. Hey, here. they yeah. both wear black. They both adhere to a moral code. Sure. You know, yep. Lots of scenes of them in the snow. Okay, I, I can dig that. Prediction. Next, Naruto, after Boruto, is going to be Koruto, and he's a pilgrim. There you go. Burning <laughs> and, witches. And his son will be Doruto. <laughs> wow. His son will be Iroto. <laughs> or Foruto. Let's go to Foruto. Foruto. There you go. Foruto. Yeah, see, it just, it just goes down. Marcus is here. Hey, comic books. Garthus Comic Fall. We got Black Cat number seven, Young Justice number 11, Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia number five of six. Boo hoo on that. Oh, no. Yeah, They're five stopping of six. It? Yes. So it's a oh, six. Man. Well, it's telling a complete story. So I, I give it that. All right, fine. And the RNG, going to talk about what are we going to do at Gen Con 2020? Boom. Not, not 2019. Because that passed. That's in the past. We lack the ability to return there. Yes. We would actually tell you what we did. Yes. In the current yeah. timeline, we would have to. Yes. For now. <gasps> I'm working on a device. 
All right, it's c continuing. Uh, don't forget, Max Leo is, is on YouTube now. Well, he's not on you. Well, his videos are. He's not. Well, he might be watching YouTube at this very moment. I don't know. I My Spidey Tracer is out of range. I cannot tell you what's going on there. But on YouTube now, you can watch Endless Le Legend Necrophage. <laughs> I'm almost positive that's how you say it. Almost certain. Uh, yep. Endless Legend Necrophage. Uh, and Stellar Tactics. And YouTube this week is Book of Demons. Doesn't sound safe. That that no. sounds like a bad day. It sounds like it's not safe for kids. No, it does not. But I don't know. It might be. YouTube thinks everything is safe for kids. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> and also, 2020 is coming. In Gen Con 2020, badge registration is 26 January 2020. Activity sign-up is 17 May of 2020. The event is, is 30 July to 2nd of August 2020. So start planning now to join us in 2020 at, at Gen Con in Indianapolis. Which is in Indiana, which is in the United States of America. In case you I've, need I've a, heard that. a little more specific. I've, I've heard and that. We will be there. You should be there too. You can join our Gen Con discussions about this. And uh, he's going to tell you some exciting things he is planning to do at that moment when he is there in 2020. Oh, no. My plans are not exciting. You have exciting plans. My plans <laughs> are unexciting. I'm going to sleep in my van. <laughs> Down, Down by, by the river. <laughs> I'm gonna eat fish feet. I'm gonna eat some chicken sticks. I'm gonna <laughs> gonna bathe with a sponge. Oh man, it's gonna be great. Oh my god. What are you twelve? <laughs> when I was twelve. I didn't need a sponge. Oh, yeah, there's, pa there's paper towels in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't forget our streaming schedule. Not screaming, streaming. Twitch.tv slash station with Elgarian Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. playing Shroud of the Avatar, the premier Shroud of the Avatar stream on the internet. At Monday at 8 p.m., he teams up with Heathen Dog for Left for Dead 2, where they have been leaving the dead to rot with their power. Heathen Dog, Monday, 8 p.m. Left for I said that. Thursday, 8.30 p.m., Imperial Galactic Survival teaming up with Garthon in our first ever Legion Myth vs. the World event, where he and I are teaming up. And is going to become a PvP extravaganza against other players. You, That's right. our friends in the Legion of Myth. Yes. Could be you. Subs are on the other team. There's a channel for you, a voice chat channel, a regular chat channel. All for you guys. And Plan we against do not, us. We do not look in the Team nope. 2 channel. We do not. At all. Ever. 100% nope. no. We do have access to it because we have administrator access to the, the we, Discord. I, I can't not have access right. to it. But, but we do not look at it. No. So you could plan all you want or say any bad thing you want. We will not know. We won't know. Nope. Until after it's over, then we'll go back and read then we're gonna it. We're going to go look and be the hurt. hell out of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to punish you badly. Oh, I'm just going to be after hurt. After the fact. I'm like, he'll punish. I'll be hurt. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be throwing band hammers all around. That's right. There's I mean, personality I'll, types I'll for you right with there. A he'll be band hammering. I'll just be crying <laughs> silently. <laughs> drinking. Blaming myself. You know, that, that kind of thing. And then... Garthon, at 9 p.m., I'm going to start playing on my Retro Roundup at 9 p.m. on Sunday, Lunar Silver Star Story on the PlayStation 1. Actually, I'm going to be playing the PlayStation 1 emulator that's on the PlayStation 3, but it's not really emulator. It's the PlayStation, original fat PlayStation 3. It contains hardware of the PS1, so it's actually authentic, but it upscales it to HDMI. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's not 1080p, but, you know, it, hey, it's a lot better than it would look on the PS1. Fair enough. So there's that. Unless, of course, I want to go true emulation, but I'm not doing that. I tried to 
use original hardware unless I could do better with original hardware, which mm. like mods and that kind of thing. And I consider that a mod, a very big mod to the PlayStation One, the original fat PlayStation Three. So look forward to that. And don't forget, Saturday, 8 p.m., Anime Comics Games, the Legion with live stream, which you can be now hanging out with us with your comments. Like Ra Hawkman, who's happy that I'm going to be talking about Young Justice number 11, which is good. And other people hang out, have fun, good times. Max Leo is on Twitch TV slash Legion with 2, where Wednesday and Friday, he at noon, he is playing a variety of things The Surge or The Spatials, Galactology. See, I liked their second I've album better. It. <laughs> it does sound like it's, it sounds like a 70s band the spatials like, yeah i, I, I mean know, i liked yeah. in the deepness of your mind better but you know <laughs> galactology but, was okay yeah yeah but they, they went a little corporate with that they one. did go a little corporate man but you know you could dance to it and sorry max and noro thursday uh, 11 a.m is hidden folks and or poyo poyo champions oh, that's a good game poyo poyo champions Never heard of either one of those. I don't know Hidden Folks, but I know Poyo Poyo Champions. It's a puzzle game. Oh, okay. It's like Tetris, but not. That doesn't help. Hmm. And on Twitch.tv slash Heathen Dog on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m., he's playing Seven Days to Die with Sheris. Oh, and my fault. She's and my a... fault. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And uh, you are winning then all the time. Well, we're not. We're not dying. Well, no, actually, I died in the first four minutes trying to fight a boar with a with a club. Didn't work out. That boar messed me up. Because boars, for some reason, they they love to gore you with their natural weapons called tusks. I I did not know that until it happened to me. It's like Tetris killer me instead of hard blocks. Yeah, yeah, more Hawkman. Uh, I know boars are mean, but I've told you my my great grandpa's pig story, so you don't yes. need to hear it again. They're mean. They will kill. They love to kill. Yep. And they are and heavy. They, and they are mean. They, they are both of those things, they and I learned are, that the hard way. They are angry. You learned it in a video game. I learned it in real life, son. <laughs> I was there. I was stupid and small and enjoyed jumping out of its way. It would knock itself silly and be mad at us. I wonder why. I wonder why. I wonder why it hated us so much. Well, he got eaten eventually. So. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I won that one. <laughs> Join our Discord community to chat and remain current with all the other stuff we're talking about. Discord is a great way that we communicate. Max Leo loves his Discord. Oh, he does. Heathen Dog is fond of his Discord. I am. Garthon is estranged from his Discord. That's true. Garthon is trying. Garthon, you know, is trying visitation rights. You know, things are hard sometimes. You know, it gets awkward. You haven't been there for a while. You think you're still into Transformers, and the, the Discord is not Transformers anymore, and you, it says you don't know it anymore. And, you tr you're just and trying then, your best. And then and then goes to its room and slams the door. That's that's, that's right. That's, that's right. You're yeah. not my admin. And then you know it slams the door. <laughs> I think it could be triggering somebody. Let's move on. <laughs> Follow for announcements on Twitter. At least we lots of announcements there. We talked a little bit. Have some fun. Watch that. It's a recorded content on YouTube. That's always fun. We get some good comments there. Some good views. So check out all of our videos on YouTube. And you can watch that live on Twitch. The best way to interact with your Legion with dudes and say hi and stuff and let us know what Poyo Poyo is, like Mar Hawkman did. And, of course, we appreciate all of our watchers and viewers. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. And don't forget to get our gear. Like, I'm wearing mine. Oh, that's Garthon right there. Oh, he's oh, the dog. He's the dog right here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. 
Current goals, we have goals. Twitch follower goals, 1,000. We met that three months in a row. Thank you very much. Twitch subscriber goal, we have June and October. We need one more month at 100. This this is the month. This is the month This right is the last now. month because we're in December. That's right. So if we don't if we don't hit 100 subscribers this month, then everything resets. It's done. Yeah, our, our, our giveaway is next week. And uh, all subscribers can roll on $25 gift cards. The more subscribers that roll, the more gift cards that are that are given away. And it's been proven you can win more than one at a time. It has been done. Baldahar has done it. Baldahar did. He won, he won two. Because he, he I, I don't I don't reset. I just hit pick a new winner. Pick a new winner. And you can and of course the same winner can be picked twice. And it's happened. So you could win fifty bucks. You could win seventy five bucks. It all depends on how many subscribers show up and just throw their hat in the ring. Absolutely. That's it. And Twitch follows subscribers to access to all Twitch giveaways and contests, animes, comments, giveaway, live streams, daily Shroud of the Avatar streams. Leads with two sub streams also count for some player goals. YouTube subscribers, uh, individual live stream segments, additional content, Patreons, YouTube members, uh, you get stuff, Q&A sessions, leads with members, direct more direct access, member-only content as well. If we meet these goals, we have one last goal, like Keith the Dog was saying for the year. If we end 2019 with 100 Twitch subscribers, we'll empty our video game key cash for the last live stream, which is next week. Tell everyone. Big giveaway yes. next week. Exactly. And uh, Maxiao told me right now the, the game key cash is up to 40 games. Good Lord. So that's so a lot of stuff. So if we do it 100, if we do it 100, we're, giving a bit, we're doing a big giveaway. It's basically going to be just a giveaway stream because we'll literally have no time for anything else. Pretty much. But we'll much. be giving away, pretty much, we'll be giving away 40 games. Boom, 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 boom. Absolutely. And this is going to be for followers and subscribers. That's right. So, yeah, there it is. I mean, if you don't want it, you don't want it, but it's on you. Our daily Twitch streams have amazing Shroud of the Avatar content. The premier Shroud of the Avatar stream on the internet by Algarian with lots of Shroud of the Avatar. I was going to say soda, but y'all say it. Prizes galore. Team-ups in Imperial, Black Survival, Left 4 Dead 2. Interesting retro games. I have my Final Fantasy 3 stream until I had to stop because my heart got broken. And coming soon, this Sunday is Lunar. As well as our alternate channels, Legion Myth 2 and Heathen Dog. And we have over four years of content for the live stream alone, not counting everything else. Anime, comic, game reviews, nerd topics, many things we talk about, and YouTube videos. So check those out, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you to our patrons, our Twitch supporters. We really do appreciate you. Gary, Brian, H. Sheriff, thank you, thank you so much. Cheering through Twitch, Zon, who is our number one guy. Thank you so much, Zon. And number one in gift subscriptions as well, because he's insane, and we appreciate it. All the insanity that we get from all of our supporters, we really do appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Hey, you keep us going. We try and make, make things fun. Try to have a good time ourselves. And uh, we're glad you're there with us. Your view rating system. Half star, horrible. That's like Dragon Pilot territory. Yeah. Five star, extraordinary. One percent, the best of the best. That's uh, Assassination Classroom. Assassination Classroom territory. That's right. I was trying to think of a five star comic. I couldn't think of one offhand. Nope. <laughs> I gave five stars to you. I don't think you've done it this year. Uh, maybe, I think one got a five star this year. I think really? one. We're going to have to double check because next yeah. week we should also do our best of the year. Best of the best. Best of the best. That's right. Disclaimer. Full screen. Full screen. Important things. Do it. Do it to it. The opinions and commentary expressed in this episode are solely the opinions and commentary of the individual and are not representative of the entire vast, powerful, Illuminati-connected Legion of Myth organization. Mark for edit. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, this content is not targeted towards children under the age of 13. For God's sake, what are you doing? There are other things to do. Go outside. 
and may include the occasions of foul or offensive language. Thank you for understanding and continued viewership. I think they got the point across. There comes a point in everyone's life when they stand upon the shoulders of the giants who have carried them there at the precipice of all that is before them. And they must ask themselves, what is in front of me? What lays behind me? Am I truly the master of my own destiny or is my destiny my master? No, my friends, neither is true. For you're not swept up in the currents of timelessness. You're not swept along in the streams of what will be by the maddening echoes of randomness. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, Raven's there. You you <laughs> stepped all over it. Why? Just for entertainment. Although, thank you very much for the sound. <laughs> but no, no, my friends, it's not that which is true. For you are the ones ultimately in control of your actions. You cannot control your situation except by the actions that brought you there. You are the master of all. My friends, it goes belonging to this. For your consciousness is not this mere fleshy sack. Your consciousness is all-encompassing. For you, my friend, with the mere thought of it, the mere touch of it, can change the destinies of nations, my friends. As with that thought, I bring to you that... My friends, as you gather together as one, bring your minds into the collective harmonics, as all together, with one joyful heart, you can call Heathen Dog and me on the stream. Thank you very much, Garthon. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well. Today is going to be a different day. It is. I promise. Now, uh, j just to get this out of the way, let's let's move over to the YouTube slide. Butt sex. All right. We are we are now what? we are now not we are now not for children under the age of thirteen. There you go. We did it. We did it. Terrified. Mission accomplished. We did it. All right. Now let's move on to our first anime. Stand my heroes piece of truth actual title i crap you not all right now here's here's the basic what this is about now i'm gonna get into that i want to give you a disclaimer first this is not my kind of anime it's probably not your kind of anime either but you can appreciate art and still not think it's beautiful you can understand that it's constructed correctly. You can understand that the brush strokes are on point, that, that they tell a story, it's put together well. You may not like it, and you probably won't like this, but please, hear me out. All right, here we go. Now, this is in Japan, in the present, and uh, uh, they're going through a drug crisis, all right? The, there's this new, there's drug crime popping up all over the city, and so the the uh, city decides that they're going to create a special drug task force called stand and they're going to incorporate not just crime you know uh, crime fighting elements like uh de detectives and federal and state level stuff province level stuff like that uh but uh but they're also going to get uh civilians and uh and uh, uh high profile people to come in as well to attack this from a different viewpoint and the main character is Ray. Ray is her she she's the female character in the picture below. Below me, you see right, right there. And her job is scout. She her job is to go out and find people to bring into this new organization. And she has to find the right people to get the job done. All right. So let's move on to the details. Uh, as you can see, the uh, uh this anime started October 7th, and we're up to episode nine out of twelve for this season. 
and you can watch it right now on Hulu. All right, first if you have Hulu. If you have Hulu, you can watch it on Hulu. If you don't have Hulu, then you probably have to go to Funimation.com and get a subscription there, or go to Japan and watch it on TV. I suppose you could do that too. <laughs> Is it on or Funimation? Somehow- yeah, it's on Funimation.com because uh, uh, Funimation licensed it, so okay. it's on their it's on their website. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about Stand. All right, it's Stand. It's an acronym, of course. It stands for Standalone National Department. S T A, and it's not. They, they just wanted it to say Stand. Sure, why not? It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just like Shield. They just made up words that spell Shield. That's very right? true. That's pretty much what they did. Okay, it is an independent investigative agency specialized in in unresolved drug-related incidents. That's a big mouthful for saying all they do is drug crime that no one else can solve. They have no clue where to go. It's a dead end. They'll even take cases that are 10, 15 years old. As long as they went nowhere, they'll hit it. Okay. Now, all members of the populace can be in stand. They're uh, narcotics agents, uh, detectives, informants, public figures, and distinguished, uh, also read rich, families anyone and everyone who has a possibility to know anyone or everyone who's in the drug industry no matter how low level or high level they may be a clue can come from anywhere that's stan's job follow everything but look at it through a different lens to where you can come to a conclusion that no one else has because they were playing by the normal rules okay in theory this thing sounds interesting well, let's let's move on to the main character, which is Ray Izumi. Okay, she is a narcotics agent, and uh, just as a as a fun FYI, in in Japan, uh, narcotics detectives are part of the Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare, not not the uh, uh, regular police department type thing. They're on a different they're a different deal because they 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 treat drug crime as more of a sickness than than they do in the West. So. That's pretty much what it She was brought into stand as a recruiter because uh, she has different views on right and wrong or justice. Now, she just came off of a suspension. The reason she was suspended is because uh, they were she was at a sting. Uh, there was this whole sting operation that was going down. The, the buyer wasn't there yet, but the seller did show up. The buyer was on the way, didn't show up yet. But just like half a block away... Ray saw a kid being mugged and beaten and she, she left her post and she went to break it up and that spooked the buyer. The buyer left and the whole bust went down. So she was, she was put on probation. Now, normally you don't, you know, have people do special duty that is screwed up like that, but her supervisors understood that this is a special case. She's recruiting people who are supposed to, uh, not only be dedicated to the uh, enforcing the law, like, you know, narcotics agents and detectives and, and regular police, firefighter, whatever, but she has to find people in the civilian population who have not come forward to serve, but can and will have the mentality to serve because of a sense of justice and right and wrong and morality. So she's perfect to find them. So they, they get her in. Now, while she's recruiting people, uh, she's going through their, through their backstory, through their, through their past to, to vet them, stuff like that. She starts to see patterns. All the people on her potential list are on her potential list because they've been adversely affected by the drug trade 
in their past or their parents' past or their family's past or whatever. Brother, sister, cousin, father, mother, grandfather, whatever. So they, they would be more morally uh, uh, objectable to illegal drugs. But this one case keeps popping up. It's called the anonymous case because literally nothing is known about it. There, there was someone who died, unknown causes, unknown person, unknown means. Drugs were suspected to be involved, but they weren't found. Only some residue or some other such nonsense. But by the third episode, two of the people she's supposed to go recruit are in some, somehow connected to this 10-year-old case. Hmm. So now she's starting to ask for like, okay, let's dig into this case. Maybe this is more important than people think it is. And she has a special ability. I don't say skill because Ray doesn't have skills or talents. I'm going to get into that in a minute. But her special ability is she is immune to the effects of most uh, chemical compounds on her body. Now, in the anime, it says drugs, but she's also immune to the effects of chloroform, which is not a drug. It's a chemical compound that has adverse effects on the human body. Isn't that what a drug is? No, no, no. A, a drug also has beneficial beneficial effect. Chloroform really has no benefit to the body. All right? It doesn't. It just makes you unconscious. If you Maybe you can call that a benefit. You, you won't feel the beating, I guess, that you're going to get. That's what anesthetics do. Yeah, well, yeah, but there's better anesthetics than chloroform. Chloroform will likely well, more yes. than not kill you. Yeah, but uh, her body does not process uh, foreign chemicals like like ours does. Her, her body just ignores it and like just doesn't do anything with it. So it doesn't interact with her body. So it doesn't affect her. That's her special ability. Is it backed by super, super duper realistic science? No, man. No, it's not. It's an anime. Get over it. This is her. This is her special ability. Awesome. Now, before I continue throw up the warning slide before i continue the very next thing i'm going to say may ruin the anime for you now the reason i put up this slide is because i watch the anime before i read anything more than the initial blurb on the service that i'm watching it on all right after i'm done that's when i do all the background stuff you know all of the writer the director the music all that all that stuff and i look into where that came from now this this was originally uh, a, a smartphone app game in Japan. And it, it is called a, uh, a Atome game, which literally it means maiden. Go ahead and go to the next slide. And this is important to say because there's only one reason males exist <laughs> in this anime. That's awesome. It's true. Because they're the, all the, sex men. Exactly. Uh, a maiden game is geared toward women. And the point of it, is very much like a light novel or something, is, is for the woman to get and choose a romantic partner. And all these men here are part of the game because you have to choose your romantic partner in the game. And they went ahead and rolled that over. Elements of that into the anime now Why not what they did was something i call the twilight technique all right the reason i call it twilight te technique is because this is how bella was written in the twilight uh series you make the female lead so generic that any woman can put themselves 
in her position and feel like she has agency in her choices or agency in the reading like this is happening to her. That'll get you books and get you games sold. They did that in the anime as well. They made Rey into Bella. She is so generic. She has no skills, no, no, no special skills, no special talents that sets her apart from an average girl. I thought drugs didn't work on her. Yeah, but that's so made up. It's not realistic. It's still special. It's yeah, but it's it's not a talent or skill that that a normal person would or would not have. A normal person wouldn't have the complete complete immunity to chemicals. All right, so the the reader or the player can just let that go. But in every other way, she is bland, milk toast, boring. So any woman can just pour herself into this role and feel like she's in it. All right, so all the males, no matter how mean or obstinate or powerful or, or threatening or whatever, will bend eventually to raise femininity and goodness and bow to her will. As long as she chooses them, they will choose her. Yeah. Basically, it's a reverse harem. She, she, can, she can string along all these guys and then at the end finally pick one. All right, that's exactly what happens in this anime. Now, while I was watching it, while I was watching it, I knew something was wrong. It didn't feel right. I didn't like it. I didn't like it, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Why? And then I read, oh, no, it was it was originally a maiden game, and then everything fell into place. I'm like, oh, my God, that's it. That's it. That's why. Because it's completely unrealistic, and in the West, we, we would call it feminist trash. But... The, this is this is Japan. They're a different culture. This is fine. The, this this is just uh, giving women uh, uh, a fantasy type agency to get them to buy games. Okay, fair. But I don't like it because I'm not from that culture, and you probably won't like it because the viewers of this, since I completely demolish uh, Japanese words all day long, are they're probably not watching this. So there you go. So what did I give it? I gave it two stars. Now, remember that in the beginning, I told you you can appreciate art even if you don't like it. I can appreciate this. The story was interesting. It's it's a diversion from what I usually go for, all right? This is more of a, a police procedural drama, all right? Like a, like a, uh, uh, a romantic uh, Law & Order episode, right? Mm-hmm. This is more like this is more like that. I can appreciate that, and it was it was written pretty well. And all of the supporting characters have excellent backstories. Now that is a byproduct of the game because to to make a choice, the player has to know enough about their the the male harem to to make a good choice. And they went and did that in the anime. So all the supporting male characters have amazing backstories, very fleshed out, very deep. All right, they they are all three dimensional, which I liked. Now, what I didn't like about it, the main character has no special skills or talents, and the main character has no backstory. Now, this is awful for an anime, excellent for a Twilight Technique game or book, because if the main character, the female main character, has skills you don't have or a backstory you don't have, you can't put yourself in her place and put yourself into the story, get sucked in. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. It still sucks. And of course, the pacing is very slow. The The pacing is not for 
an anime. It they they like a lot of anime that are based off of games. They never really completely change genres well. There's always something lacking. It's still too much like the like a game, so the pacing is a little off. It tr it trudges it, it trudges through a lot of areas. I mean, more than three episodes out of the nine were painfully slow parts. Painfully. It was so painful I had to keep watching all nine episodes. I had to watch it. Like I said, it wasn't horrible. I just didn't like it. And I was like, girl, you got to choose Raven. Girl. <laughs> I was not sucked into it. Okay, <laughs> But to be fair, the target audience is a Japanese female. I get it. I get it. I just don't like it. Hey, girls love police procedurals, man. I guess. I'm telling you. Okay. So tell me your thoughts. Or how can really want to know what happens in the series? Does she choose well, one? Do they live happily ever after? It's not the we haven't got to the end of the first oh season yet. God. I don't know. We don't know. Stay tuned. Do right? they do they I, track I, down drugs and help people? They do track down drugs and they do help people. All right. That has happened in nine episodes. Two stars. It's not a complete failure. Yeah, two stars. So what are your thoughts? What'd you think of my segment? Did you like it better than I did? Or did you like it worse? Or or do you not understand why I gave it two stars? I thought I explained it pretty well, but hey, you know what? Uh, go ahead and throw your comments in Discord, throw in Twitter, throw them in chat, throw them in YouTube. I will answer them as best I can. And if you have any suggestions for my next anime, please let me know. Neither of these animes uh, this week are suggestions, but I have done many in the past. Some of them have been good. Some of them... I've banned people from giving suggestions again. <laughs> but hey, you know what? That happens. That's true. But uh, thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you again soon. And if you want more Heathen Dog, like, share, subscribe, join us for full streams of anime, comics, and games, member-only chat and giveaways, and a monthly Q&A at Legion with members, and accounts for our Patreon giveaway goals, because we do our giveaways here at Legion on our Twitch streams, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Twitch. So if you want more Heathen Dog, check out his anime on the stream segments, Tabletop Gaming Fundamental segments, Team-Ups, and with various video games on YouTube. Thank you, everyone. Be Legionnaire. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Legionnaires, welcome to the next adventure in anime. This is Assassin's Pride. Now, the, this one is... Uh, I want to say different. It's it's a it's a different take on an old trope, and I'm going to get into that in a minute. But uh, uh, in the, for first, I'm going to tell you about this anime. Uh, humanity, for some reason, we're gonna we're gonna go on that later, is brought to the edge of defeat, and they live in a, a single construct of of city states. The rest of the world is covered in darkness, uh, with uh, with supernatural creatures all around. Some humans are able to use magic or mana to augment their physical abilities, and these people protect us from the magical creatures that have taken over the world. And the story is focused on a couple of these mana users or nobles, and we're going to talk about them just a minute after we go through the assassin details, of course. Now, this started October 10th. We've gone through nine episodes out of a 12 that are projected. And if you want to watch this, you can watch it on 
Crunchyroll. Or you can go to Japan and watch on ATX, Tokyo, Max Sun, or BS, NTV. You know, if you want to. If you want. You have yeah, the it's a little, it's a little more pricey there, to be fair. All right, let's talk about the main characters. Kufa Vampir. Guess what he is? An assassin. And? Look at the name. Look I at the last name. I want to go with Succubus. There you go. Probably Incubus. right. Incubus. That's oh, the male succubus. That, that's the male succubus. You're absolutely wrong. Vampire. That's not it. That's <laughs> Vampire, not it. I'm <laughs> guessing. Yeah, you're, 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 yeah, that's it. All right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know yeah, how you get that. I don't know how you get that either. That's weird, right? Kind of on the head on that one. But uh, he is an assassin and he is sent to, uh, to tutor a girl named uh, Melita Angel and Undercover, he sent to determine her lineage. Now, she was born of a noble family, but she cannot use mana. So, the powers that that uh, that paid his contract think that well, she has to be illegitimate. Mom had to be stepping out, and if she's illegitimate, she can't be in the family anymore. So she got to go. So his job Ooh, is to. All right brutal yeah but his his job is to find out if her lineage is truly that of the angel clan the angel family or if her if her mother was a a dirty dirty adulteress and if b uh kill girl that's his job solid plan solid plan so uh in during the first week of his investigation being her tutor uh, he finds her trying so hard to awaken her mana. Now, normally, mana for, for characters of noble families, uh, they they awaken to their magical powers at around seven years old. She's like 13, 14, maybe, maybe 15. They don't really give her exact age, but she, she's, she's a young or middle teenager, okay? okay? She's got nothing. But she keeps trying to awaken her power. She's working so damn hard putting her life in danger just to prove that she has worth that he gets a giant case of the feels just a huge huge heart grooves eight sizes that day sparkles extra hard sparkles extra hard that's right and decides that you know what i'm going to help her because i know a technique to give people who were not born with mana mana does it involve turning them into vampires it does not oh it involves an elixir and kissing and weird. Are you sure that's not turning into a vampire? Weird touching. No, regular kissing, not neck kissing. Just, just saying. And and potions and whatnot. You can bite someone's right. tongue in your blood, just saying. It's That's true. That's true, but he didn't do that. All right. Okay, at, in the beginning, you don't know he is, except for his name. Obviously. Except for his name. Like, well, he except would never be name. a vampire. That's too on the nose. No one, okay, no one in the in the anime knows, all right? Let's just put it that way. Well, you just come in here, it's like, so, uh, hi, my name's uh, Vlad Vampire. Oh, hey, Vlad. That's a funny name. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and you think, well, he can't possibly be a I vampire. I work at the blood bank. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> He's probably a werewolf. He's certainly not a vampire with a name like oh, that. Oh, certainly not. It's too on not. the nose. And, uh. When when he turns into a when he when he not turns into a vampire, but when he expresses his vampire lineage, he turns into a super saiyan. I got a clip of it. Uh, go ahead and and run that clip of him turning into a super saiyan. All right, here we go. There's a lot of stuff flying around. Just that blood. Yep. 
from a giant creature that he wasn't supposed to be able to kill and he killed very easily because he unlocked his vampiric nature that he was suppressing so he could walk amongst normal folk. But now there's no normal folk around and he don't care. And that's why he's able to put his arm back on. Yeah, uh, vampires regenerate. That's Fair common enough. knowledge, right? Fair enough. Yeah. Vampires also have cold powers. That's why, the, that's why the floor is freezing around him when he walks. Why not? Helps preserve your flesh. Well, he looks like he's upset at that point. Or actually, yep. looks like he's pretty happy about things. Well, yeah, he's he's uh, he's happy to cut loose. I mean, think about it. I mean, yeah, uh, I want to think about it this way. Uh, let's let, let's go a comic route. X Men, Angel. When he walks around in normal people, he has to bind his wings to his body. That's gotta be uncomfortable, right? Right. Now, how do you think he feels when he finally undoes those binding and stretches wings? He probably feels great. So that I'm pretty sure that's what Kufa feels like all the time. Just screwed up. Bound up. Alright. Now we find out he's only half vampire, apparently uh, a vampire, which which is a, a kind of lycanthrope. And that is the blanket term for for this world's uh, supernatural creatures that 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 uh, dominate most of the planet. Sure. He is a v vampires are really really high level lycanthropes. Apparently, one of them fell in love or or forced a, a woman to get pregnant with with their half breed spawn, and that's where he came from. Okay, fuck. Now, the female protagonist is Melita Angel. Hopefully, Angel. We don't. We're not really sure yet because her lineage doesn't get uh, in the first three episodes. Her lineage is not set in stone. All right, but on paper, she is the heiress to the noble house Angel. She is the first daughter of the head of the Angel family. So uh, that's great. Except that she's a major disappointment because she has no mana, and uh, her family historically is a high mana. Uh, family that that have high level magic users come out of this family so that that's the reason why a lot of people think that maybe maybe her dad did the contract maybe anyway after kufa uh shares shares his mana with her and then gives her that potion to uh to uh link it to her body and she now can produce her own mana uh she pushes to prove herself in the eyes of her family, in the eyes of all the people that have, you know, basically laughed at her all these years. So she's pushing herself pretty hard, but there, there are fruits that are coming from there. She's actually getting better and better and better. And of course she falls in love with Kufa because. Cause he's dangerous and outsider. Well, yeah. I mean, think sparkles. about it. Think about it. He's no, nice he to sparkle. her. Yeah. Not only that, but he actually is the personification of making my dreams come true. Ever since she was eight, she has wanted mana. She has wanted to prove herself. And here comes a guy who's a little bit dangerous. He's he's an unknown element. He wears leather jackets. And he has literally given her everything she's ever wanted in life. Who wouldn't fall in love with this guy? Yeah, fair enough. It makes perfect sense. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at her. All right. I'm not. Now, the problem is that the Assassin's Guild that that put that uh, put Kufa on this contract is a little suspicious about her now expressing mana at such a late age, right after Kufa was sent to investigate. So, uh, uh, they, they send other, other assassins guild members to check on him and see what's going on. 
is this a trick? Is something going on? What is it? And throughout the series, there are other guild members that are trying to come up behind Kufa and see if he's pulling some kind of wool over everyone's eyes. All right. Now, I suspect uh, this has not been said or denied or anything like that in the anime. I suspect her father is the one who put out the contract to the Assassin's Guild. Probably. Because he is a giant D-bag to her. Barely even talks to her, doesn't look her in the eye ever. Well, if he thinks that it's not actually his daughter. You know. I know, right? He's got beef. I get He's it. Still a jerk. Still a jerk because it's not the kid's fault. Right. You know, if, if she is not his, then it's his wife's fault for walking out on him. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But you know, he's got reasons. They're not, they're not good for being mean to her, but he, I, he's got reasons. You know, wanting her dead. That's not a good, that's, that's not a good emotional outlet for this. It's not. That's true. All right, let's move on to the antagonist. The antagonist really aren't people. It's the contract. The contract on her life is the antagonist because he keeps bringing out bad guys. Every time Khufu defeats or fools one, more people come in to try and prove that shenanigans are going on. So the rule, the I guess the lesson is when someone pays to have you killed, it's going to be a continuous problem until you're dead. Because I have a feeling, especially if it's her father, that even if it's proven that uh, she's really his, he's hated her for so long, I think it's just habit by now. And he probably still wants her dead because he's tired of looking at her. Yeah, could be. Like I said, giant D-back. All right. And she is in constant danger from uh, her ruse getting exposed or just another another Assassin's Guild member killing her and just saying, hey, it was a lie. I completed the contract. Where's my money? You know, she's in constant danger of this. It's a never ending parade of killers just sniffing around her butt. And it's not like she can get away. Right. I mean, uh, they live in a in, in a literal bubble. You know, they have a magical dome of force to protect them from all the supernatural creatures that want to eat all humans from the rest of the world. All right, so she can't run anywhere where these people can't find her. She's trapped in a cage with her killers. So, uh, Khufu's plan is to get her so good, give, give her so many accomplishments, make her so famous that they literally can't assassinate her without so many red flags going up that that not only will the assassins guild get called to the carpet, but the person who put the contract out will be exposed. Not a bad plan. Ma- yeah. Yeah. Make her so much in the public eye that they literally can't kill her without killing themselves. That's his plan. It's a pretty good plan. Yeah, as long as she's pretty good. So there you go. Now, what did I give it? I gave it three stars and I'm going to tell you why. Kufa's dialogue is pretty good. An example of his dialogue, it's pretty funny. Uh, there, there, there was this other uh, noble girl that was that was harassing, uh, uh, was a harassing angel, and uh, he walks up to her and he he's very obsequious, very very uh, groveling when he asks, uh, very very kindly, may may he speak his mind? And she was dumb enough to say yes. And then he said, "Listen, you gutter trash, biatch. I'm tired of hearing your jabbering. Shut your mouth." walk away and she lost her mind it was great i loved it she ended up embarrassing herself in front of everyone because she gave her permission to say whatever he wanted so he couldn't get in trouble it was great i love it he constantly does does stuff like that 
So his dialogue is amazing. His writing is good. And the animation, it's better than average. I can't say it's good because the initial fight sequences have a lot of jump cuts and blurriness. The initial ones, later on, it gets cleaner. But the initial ones were pretty sad. Okay. So on average, better better than average. All right, okay. All right. And the story unfolds naturally. There is no, you know, uh, plot. Nobody has plot armor. Things don't happen ju- just so nobody gets hurt. Nothing like that. Uh, the, the plot unfolds because of what people discover, because of what people do to create an event that moves the plot forward. It's good writing. All right. It's got generally good writing. Now, what I didn't like about it. How the world got this way. How the, the lycanthropes uh, secured 99% of the world and humanity is trapped in this in this giant uh, upside-down chandelier-like cage of city-states. I don't know. They don't explain it. I've watched all nine episodes. They don't explain it. They just let it go. And I want to know. But they don't tell me. And Kufa... In the beginning, in the first episode, he is super assassin mode, right? He turns on and off his his emotions. Like, when, when he's traveling and he's incognito, he's all happy and like, oh, hello, man, may I take your bag? Oh, let, let me help you. Oh, oh, hey, little girl, are, are you lost here? Let me let me take you to the to a police officer or whatever. And then when he's in assassin mode, just a switch flips. And he, he is hardcore, no nonsense. Until Miss Angel comes along and he's like, oh, I got the feels. It was too rapid a change. Too rapid a change to be believable. That was bad writing. His feels were just bad writing. I didn't like it. And the fight scenes specifically. uh, Kufa's fight scenes in the beginning of the first episode, very bad. But fight scenes in general aren't great. They're, They're not great. They could be done much better. Uh, they, they don't, uh, they don't do a lot of the blurry motion after the first one, but they still sometimes do jump cuts instead of actually drawing frames of real action. They just jump to another angle. So your brain, it tricks you, tries to trick your brain into thinking something happened that really wasn't drawn. I don't like that. It's lazy. So that's what I thought of it. Now, what did you think of it? what did you think of the segment? Do you, did you like it more than I did? Did you dislike it more than I did? Did you like it the same? That'd be fine too. Go ahead and throw your comments to Discord, Twitter, throw them in the chat, throw them in the comments on YouTube. That's fine. I will answer them as much as I can. If you have any questions, I will answer that too. And do you have any suggestions for the next anime? I do take suggestions. This one wasn't one of them, but I do take them and I do do them. So, hey, throw out one. I'll review it. All right. And I want to thank you all for coming by. I really appreciate it. And I'll pass it over to Gartha. And if you want more Heathen Dog, like, subscribe, share, join for full streams of anime, comics, games, member-only chat, giveaways, and monthly Q&A with Legion with members. And don't forget to count our Patreon giveaway goals, because on our live streams on Twitch at 8 p.m. Central every Saturday night, we often have giveaways. We have a big giveaway coming up at the end of the month, so be there for that. More Heathen Dog, and we have the stream segments on YouTube, Tampa Game Fundamental segments, Team Ups with Garthon, that's me and other people. And selective video streams are there for your enjoyment at any moment. So, my friends, thank you so much. And be a legionnaire. How'd that get there? That was weird. That was a little crazy. I don't know why that was there. Okay, everyone. Quiet, quiet. It's a trap. Yeah, you're us. Shh.
Yes, Garthon's comic poll. And today on the comic poll, let's see what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about comics. First up is a, is a warning about YouTube. That's right. Mm -hmm. Comic books are not just for kids, for God's sake. All right. First up, Black Cat number seven. Written by Jed McKay. Art by Travel Foreman. Colors by Brian Reber. Maybe Reber. I don't know him personally. Could go either way with that name. And Reber. covered by J. Scott Campbell and Sabine Rich. Look at that cover. Not for kids. Nope. That cover is definitely not for kids. But the uh, one thing I loved it's about this. For me, this, though. I have loved about this series is just how much it's trying to capture almost like a pulp novel feel to it in yeah, a lot of ways. Yeah, it, the, this this cover is all noir all the time. That's, that's what right. This is. It is. It works very well. Who is that opposite her? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Ooh. That is the head of the Thieves Guild, the, the New York branch okay. of the Thieves Guild. Okay. So, this book, let's look at actually some art from inside the book. The art, definitely a different artist. But like I said, the art, um, I like the style because it very much captures a, that noir feeling, that pulp novel that they're going for. Uh, Felicia Hardy, the Black Cat's old trainer, has been captured by the, it's called the Black Fox. He's been captured by the Thieves Guild, uh, headed by Odessa Drake. And the plot is she's going to go and beat out the information from him of where Felicia Hardy is and where his money is. And it's he, the writer does a neat trick in that the Black Fox turns it around pretty quickly into look because she's threatening him. And it's like, you know, I beat you with an inch of your life, but your life's been going on a long time. So you don't really have that inch anymore. That's funny. That's yeah, good. I like that line. It's like, oh, you still don't have that inch. But your evil old soul will be shot from the mortal coil soon enough. I want to have a moment of my satisfaction because no one steals from me. And then he kind of turns it around talking back to her about how he trained her father and Hardy's father, the Black Cat. And they start talking about like the history of the Thieves Guild. Meanwhile, as they're going through like how the Thieves Guild started and its original benefactors uh, thousands of years ago, well, about a thousand years ago. The uh, hmm. It's interspersed with, you find out that the key, what held the Thieves Guild together, all these different thieves coming together, was the person who originally started had the secret of immortality, the Philosopher's Stone. As long as you ran the guild, like she said to run everything, you were immortal. Right? You got that piece. The people at the top got that piece. Not everyone. But eventually, you know, things worked out pretty incredible well for everyone except the New York Guild. Uh, but while they're going through this history, you see Hardy invading the Thieves' Guild. Like, beating the crap out of people. Run, run, run. Next class. Like, quick fight, quick fight, run. As interspersed, these are just really quick scenes of her trying to get through the Guild to get Black Fox out. So she she's pulling a Batman, beating his way to the top. Pretty That's much. That's what she's doing. Pretty okay. much. Um, but meanwhile, he's keeping Odessa talking the whole time, so she's not beating him. And basically, it's about how the New York, this is stuff you hadn't heard from other pieces of the Marvel Universe, that the, the New York branch of the Thieves Guild is different because they like got a little too greedy and ended up being uh, kicked out of the Thieves Guild, essentially. 
they were then denied that sweet, sweet immortality. So they were kind of in a shambles. Odessa Drake's father had the idea of the way to get the guild back in order, back back to everyone, you know, back in power, is to once again have the secret of immortality. His idea was to go to other powers to do it. No Philosopher's Stone, none of that. But, you know, there are some demon princes who are happy to oh, hand yeah. that out, you know. Make a deal, make a deal. It's good, it's good. It's good for you. So, it's like Wheaties. Yeah. And Felicia Hardy's father and the Black Fox stopped him from doing it because, well, it's a freaking terrible idea. Um, mm. And actually, it goes to become some neat interactions because Odessa is one of the reasons she's like, I'm trying to stop you. I'm trying to get you at Hardy because you killed my father. I was there listening in the hallway. We were telling him to stop his plans or you would stop him. You killed him later. And then on top of that, you the temerity to be at his funeral where I was with my family as a little girl. And he's like, that's really not how it went down. Um, I was trying to save it. And that's what pushed her to become the best, to become the head of the Thieves Guild. To, And then she, you find out, finished her father's work and made contact with the Dark Power and did it anyway. So she's immortal now? She just She's wait. immortal, but oh, there's a price that gets paid. They don't tell you what it is, but she knows it's not good. Of course not. Yeah, It can't be her soul, because if she's immortal, she's never going to die. So, Yep. But after she does the big so reveal, like, ha-ha, all you did was for nothing, he just kind of, Black Fox just stares her down and tells her, oh, it's a feat your father would have been proud of. However, you're transparent, darling. This, you and me, isn't about your father. It's about control. And she's like, what, uh, what do you mean control? I'm immortal. Page base starts. I was like, yeah, yeah. What more could you want? Which goes back to the early state. Was like, what brings all these together is they're in a constant state of want. They have nothing, or they never have enough. That's why you're always trying to get the next score. You always want. And then she says, "What more can I want?" And he goes, "Ha." He doesn't say "ha," but it's like with those, "Oh, gotcha." He's like, "What more could you want? Only that makes that's what makes us thieves. That which you cannot have. Her." Felicia Hardy, the black cat. You're two of a kind. You're like night and day, and you're jealous of her, aren't you? Of her freedom and independence. You are chained to this role, a guild where you were born and never chose. She's spurning you and laughs at you at every turn, and you can't bring yourself to kill her because you want to be her, and you can't. And Zubase just taunts her right to her face that the one thing she wants, can never have, is exactly the enemy she's claimed vengeance against. Because she can't be here. Because she chose to take up her father's mantle. So she was born into, but could have chosen not to do, but she didn't. And just kind of throws it all in her face. It's actually a really nice turn of writing. And he eventually turns to her. She's like, no, no, no. He's like, look, I'm one of the greatest things the world has ever seen. I'm very familiar with want. I see that my protege is even better for what she did, the impossible, without even trying. She stole your heart. I don't think, he doesn't mean romantically, of course, but still like all she wants to be. And she's like, and you see Odessa kind of crumble at that. It's like, no, no, no. And that, of course, is when Black Cat crashes in, you know, 
basically telling the electrical black fox he belongs to me. And Stephanie's big fight scene, she's just like, you know what? This I'm done with this. He murdered my father. I'm tired of this. And she basically she brings out the kill my father card again. Black Fox says, look, uh, this crap again. I did not kill your father, Odessa. He was like my blood. She's like, and hey, you're lying. All he does is lie. Can't you see that? Do you even know his real name? And Felicia says, look, you can call on your, guy, your guards. They'll probably get us. But I'll open your neck before that happens. And we'll be through the door. Or we can go our separate ways and working on a date to be decided. She's like, you wouldn't throw your life away like that. What has a cat ever done what you've expected? And he's like, fine, fine, just just go. I don't, I don't give a crap anymore. But this is war, Felicia. And then they escape. What? All right. Fine. Well, to me, the writing made all that make sense. I mean, I just breezed through it really quickly because you should buy mm. the comic. The It does a great job because Odessa's kind of been a boogeyman for quite a while in like Spider-Man and a few other books. And actually kind of breaks her down psychologically. And this is what she's all about. This is why she does the things she does. This is why she was so driven. And, this is, and she's immortal right now, so she effectively has no fear. Like at the end of a black cat threatens her, I could open up your throat. Black Cat has no idea she's immortal. She can't die. Odessa wouldn't care. Well, she'd probably care about bleeding and stuff. But... You'll ruin that awesome outfit. Yeah, it wouldn't kill her. So when Odessa says, you know, just go, it isn't one of those, I'm I'm afraid you'll kill me. It's, you know what? I'm tired of dealing with you right now. And it is because she's kind of had to confront her own personal boogeyman. That if, if it is want that drives her as a thief, the only thing she wants is to be have something she cannot have, and that is to be free. She's built her own prison. So it, it was a nice turn of phrase on the book. I really like the writing that got us there. The art worked for what it was trying to accomplish. Uh, these first couple of pages are really actually kind of weak as the pages go, really. But I just put them in there because they were easy to grab from Comixology, so that's why I did it. Mm. The... But I really enjoy the writing of this book. Uh, I've Jed McKay's done a great job writing the series the whole time. I've really enjoyed the Black Cat series. First couple issues were a little, little shaky, I think, but it's gotten really, really good since then. And this book, the action is maybe fills one page. It's all about the story and the character development you get between these characters. Black Cat is like, you know, might as well be, this book might as well be a, and featuring the Black Cat, because it's not about her at all, this book. It's about Odessa. It's about Black Fox. It's about history. And it still kept my attention the entire time. And I wanted the next page, and the next page. I couldn't believe I made it to the end. I was like, wait, what? Where? What? And that, to me, was the mark of a great book. Is it the best book in the world? No. Did I love this book and I want more? Yes. So it's going to get a highly coveted four and a half stars for Black Hat number seven. Ooh, so close. I loved this book. I didn't super love it. The art, okay, could be better. The I did like it for what the book was trying to do. Mm-hmm. I like the way it progressed the story. I love the dialogue. I love how the characters rang true. The It really has been a great book so far. I've really, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> you predicted it, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
everything works in this book. It's almost a perfect book in my opinion. Could be better. Could be better. But I just I, love the hell out of this book. I will say that that cover makes me want to buy it. That is a <laughs> good pick-me-up cover. Right well, there. I'll tell you, the, J. Scott Campbell's done pretty much all the covers for the series, and you can't beat that with a stick. Uh, J. Scott Campbell knows how to draw a, uh, a, a superheroic form. Yes. Yep. We shall put it that yep. way. You there should you see go. some of his Mary Jane covers. They are, oh, they are incredible. So... I really like that book, and I highly recommend the Black Cat series. This book issue was awesome because of the character development and the writing of it. And the, the artwork with perfectly how the story is trying to be. Just so many good things in this. Just just great book. So what are your thoughts to this statement? What did you think of Black Cat number seven? Am I wrong? Am I off base? Like, no, nah, I didn't like the art. It did not look like it was drawn by my favorite artist, John Romita Jr. You know, he sucks, by the way. Or it did not look like it was drawn... By Salvatore, whoever my favorite artist is. Uh, what are your thoughts on Black Cat number seven? Did you like it? Did you love it? Have you read it? You should read it. If you have any suggestions for future comic reviews, please let me know. John Romita's great. Thank you, everyone. And be a legionnaire. It is Garthod's comic poll, and the book we are going to be talking about today is not this. This is a warning because YouTube is very annoying, and they think that comic books are for children. So I have to remind them every time comic books are not just for children. Some are. Young Justice, number 11. What Naomi knows spells trouble for Superboy. What a tag. What a tag. Kind of true? Kind of true? Is that really going to get you to buy the book, though? I wonder. Cover art's nice. Written by Brian Michael Bendis. Art by John Timms. Colors by Gabe Eltabe. I swear that's how it's spelled. And cover by Wes Abbott. Cover's really good, but it also looks a lot like the interior art. Uh, so Young Justice right now... Uh, they have been pulling kind of an exiles, hopping between worlds, crazy happenings going on. A very interesting team of characters. The Superboy in the team is actually the Connor Kent Superboy, which is a genetic clone made out of DNA of Superman and Lex Luthor. Yes. Uh, whose world was destroyed in New 52, and then it's back because everyone decided that was a mistake, and the multiverse <laughs> yeah. was came back. And they pulled him out of it. Anyway, interesting character. Uh, also, you got... Oh, who else is on this team? Annie Hex, who's like Jonah Hex's great-granddaughter. Robin. Anyway, I'm not going to go through all the team. Impulse is there. You can see Impulse. Tara. That's Wonder Girl. A lot of people. So, Naomi is kind of one of the newer supers in the DC Universe. She just got her powers. Um, it was kind of teased for a while. She's going to be a big deal. She has her own series. She showed up in Superman. She essentially has Superman-type powers. She has Omega power, as they call it. Flight, super strength, all that good stuff. Uh, she's an alien from another dimension who... That dimension was wiped out, but that's a little more than we need to know for this. But they're bringing Naomi into Young Justice. Uh, it starts out with her... Uh, being interviewed by a doctor. 
she basically, this issue, she just got dropped off at some Star Labs location. There was going on. Uh, the doctor is pretty excited to meet her. Uh, that's uh, Dr. Glory from Star Labs. And starts quizzing her about, so, uh, what do you have? Like, your powers, where are you from? It starts, it's like, I just got here. I just, I just try to figure out. And so she's trying to, Dr. Glory, is that a female Doc Samson? No, it is not. So she's trying to get it, but Dr. Glory is trying to get information from Naomi. And Naomi seems kind of off balance. She's not, didn't expect all these kind of questions already. And Superman said, Dr. Glory gets, tells her, Superman said your uh, rupture area temporarily opened a door to your birth world? It's like, yeah. Um, and that just gets Dr. Glory excited. Oh, it's so exciting! The door of your birth will may contain... You mean there was another Earth right there? Right over there. You jump through here yourself. Eventually, her mom has to, her adopted Earth mom, come and say, all right, that's a uh, little questions. Let's break it up. But then Glory can feel the portal opening again to her old Earth world. To her... It's like, you can't stop. The dude killed my parents and flattened an entire planet. He's coming back to take us out. And the other side of the rupture is madness. We can't open the door. And then all of a sudden the door starts opening up, but out pops a red pickup truck with Young Justice stuck on it. And a title screen. Uh, Lost in the Multiverse. Part 5. Uh, basically, they're like they, I said, the Young Justice has been playing the XLs, hopping between worlds, trying to get back home. They sliders. Make... <laughs> sliders. Many other series. Alright. But, uh... They make it there, and they start talking about, okay, who are you? Where am I? They start trying to establish what world they're at. Uh, Naomi's kind of overwhelmed by just developing her powers. She's had a lot going on recently. She kind of passes out as soon as she meets the Young Justice people. Because she actually knows who they are, because they're kind of famous. Because they're back in their home world, finally. And when Naomi wakes up, she's at home in her bed. Now that, now that the now that was a great Bruce says, yeah, I know twist the old lawyer. Now that that was a great series, so they got rid of Connor. We'll get to that, Raven Slayer. But Naomi wakes up in her house and she finds out that all the Young Justice people are now sleeping at her house. Like she sees some couple by the couch. You know, someone's in the guest bedroom. People are sleeping out on the couch on their couches or in guest beds. There are a couple people sleeping in the pickup truck outside. Um, so you see Cassie Nomi creeping around, kind of checking this out, because she's very surprised that all these people are in her house. She just met them. They're kind of famous, and they're superheroes, and she's just getting used to the idea. And when she tries to touch Annie's chest, which is full of old uh, Jonah Hex relics, Annie wakes up and tells her, hey, 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 can't touch that. It's like, oh, sorry, no worries. Or Ginny Hex. I kept saying Annie's Ginny Hex. But the... Uh, Basically, they both explain what's been going on with them. How Young just been trapped, hopping through worlds, trying to get home. At the same time, they find out Naomi actually has a whole world, but she doesn't remember because she was so young when everything went to hell. Um, but their conversation kind of wakes everyone in the house up, and they have a little conversation going on about what's happening. You know, about to try and control your powers, just got to breathe. You know, Connor introduces himself because, you know, fellow Omega Power from a world that's been destroyed. 
And when they start talking about it, it's like, oh, so where were we? It's like, and she says, oh, that was uh, some Star Labs weirdos. Wait, wait, says Connor, that was Star Labs? Yeah. The person charged left and never knew, where, and we were allowed to say, so who it was? So it was and it was, says, wait, oh, Dr. Glory left? To which Connor freaks out. It's like, Glory? Dr. Glory? Tall lady? Yeah, weird accent. He's like, great freaks, are you kidding me? Dude. That's the doctor lady that trapped me in the freaking gem world. So the person who trapped him and was experimenting on him was Dr. Glory, who is very shady if you've seen her in other appearances. Uh, so he's half freaking out. Everyone's like, all right, calm down. We'll all get together. We'll make a plan. And he's like, F that. And he leaves. He just flies off. Yep. Or he can fly. Oh, yeah, he can fly. He's mega powered. He's like, I'm freaking Superman. What do I care? I'm teenage Superman. I have angst, and you can't stop me. Meanwhile, you know, they're asking, "Well, someone can go with him. Where's Impulse?" And they're like, "He ran off hours ago." I was like, "Damn it!" And after he's like, "Wow, he's really freaking out." And so they all decide to go follow him. They're gonna wake him up, get suited up, call him. And when Connor gets back to Star Labs, he actually finds uh, Doctor Glory who immediately recognizes him. He pops in as she's like talking with her, one of her flunkies about uh, how flunkies like, we need that if you're, we need to leave now. They have, they have freaking Superboy with them. We need to go. And she's like, they're across town. What are they going to do? They're taking it out. It's like, I want to say, say that. It's like, look, look, they have a, we need to go. We need to go. But right when they're about to, Superboy shows up and it's like, oh, Connor Kent, the misplaced Superboy. Made it back. And I hear you made friends along the way. I don't know. Sounds like you might owe me a thank you. Because she's not. He's like, lady? Yeah. yeah. You're going to say hello to the Justice League. Tell them what's up. And then you're going to jail. Was it better? Was what better? It's not our last run in the accident. I could not think about it. I think I've read everything about you now. You were a science experiment. That wasn't supposed to work. A clone of Lex Luthor and Superman. Plus, reality shifted on your feet. Then you didn't even know it. Now, from the fall journey, you don't belong anywhere. So, when you reappeared today, I wondered what was the place you were lost better than what you had for your life. What, sorry, was the place you lost... Wait. So, when you reappeared today, I wondered, was the place you were lost better for you than this life? Was the place you were lost better... That's not worded well at <laughs> English. all. English. Was... That's what it says. That's what... When you read it out loud, all the kids are like, wait, what? <laughs> so when you reappeared today, I wondered, was the place you were lost better for you than this life? All right. The place where you were lost. All right. Okay. Just curious. I'm a scientist. Okay. Why isn't he punching her in the face right now? Oh, his eyes start glowing red. He's like, hands up. You're under arrest. It's like, fine. Ah, it's only fair here. What? As she tries to hand him something. Nope. It's, uh, a trap. it's a door trap. back to your other life. It's yours. Use it anytime you want. Right there. See that portal? Right there. I get that it was an accident and you ended up somewhere you didn't want to go, but if it brought you here, I don't know if it brought you any, I don't know, peace? Uh, that, that transport? Well, how does it work? Meanwhile, she's hiding another room behind her back. Oh, like this! And then she pressed the button and poof, he's gone. God damn it. Because <laughs> so he's stupid. an idiot. Yes, he's an idiot. You know what? You know what? If, 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 if I had... A teenage kid with all the powers of Superman. If I were Superman, I go, listen, I'm going to send you to Batman. All right. 
You just do what he does as well, <laughs> and you'll be fine. See, Batman wouldn't have had this nonsense happening. Batman would have wrapped this up without the damn monologuing. Well, also, Superman would have been smart enough just to look through her, see the remote behind yeah. her back. Exactly. Yeah, he he would have he would have actually tagged the entire room with his with his X-ray vision yeah, before he before even he even walked in. He would yeah, know the but, situation. But Batman would have done the same thing. You know, he would have done it his way. Yep. So, yeah, but he still would have known the entire operation. Yeah. Right the rest of Justice, the rest of Young Justice shows up, and like, hey, where's our friend? You can't miss him, big Superman-looking guy. And they go, oh, your Haven't friend? Oh, you mean the the punk here who came in and threatened him and took our tech and blasted away to God knows where? Well, I don't know. Wait, what? Your pal? He just he just stormed in here, took our proprietary interdimensional transport technology, and poof. Yeah. That's very fragile technical sure. equipment he stole. Wait, he left? Back to Gem World? Yeah, he told us my friends couldn't take a hint and leave me in peace. Then he flipped us off and left. I don't know who any of you are anyway. Are you his friends? Are you the ones you were talking about? They were kind of looking at each other like, what? What? So that was, I did like he said he flipped him off and left because, you know, Connor's kind of a hothead. I buy it. Hmm. Um... Yeah, that's a very poorly worded word balloon. When you read it, it's okay. Once you figure out what it's supposed to mean, could be done better. But yeah, that Dr. Glory is evil. Uh, smart and evil. Got rid of a problem and told his friends, ah, oh, he said he, you guys didn't trust him and he just totally ditched you and stuff. Um, so it was a very, it was a fun read. Um, the Exile 73 earlier was a little more fun. Uh, the Dr. Glory character I love to hate. And it did a good job introducing her. It did a good job laying out background if you had not read previous issues of who who at least a couple of the characters were. So you kind of understand why there's tension, why things are going, without making it obvious, like, here's the backstory you need. You know. So, pretty... Connor's supposed to be Lex and Clark, but supposed to be the average person. That's true, but he's also full of hormones and anger. Yeah. And he's never been properly trained how to use his powers. But I would have liked to have seen him written a bit smarter there. Yeah, he was really stupid throughout that entire thing. Yeah, he, like this is like day one dumb. Yeah, he just well, it's only issue yeah. eleven. Uh, but he did just pop off real quick, run over there, like oh, oh well, I'm gonna beat you. You're under arrest. Oh, what's this do? Oh no! So that could have been smarter. But from how his character has been, it is. Believable. <laughs> well, if if the person you hate and had trapped you in another dimension hands you a device, it says, "Oh, this will send you home." You don't take it, right? You don't believe them even for a second. No, 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 no. Nope. So he was kind of dumb. Yeah, that's why he needs a team with him. Uh, so it was an interesting book. I loved the art. The art's really solid. I. I I would have expected this after the death of Superman, not now, years and years later. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, it was a fun book. I liked it. It was interesting. The art is great. It was a fun book to read. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I think it deserves three stars, definitely. Yeah. It probably would have gotten more if it had stronger writing or a more believable writing. If I Connor guess. Kent wasn't just as stupid, like maybe he just got imprisoned or yeah. something, because yeah. they just finally got home after going through these worlds. Oh, by the way, back to Gem World, sucker! Ha! Ah. You know, Rizzler, that's what he would have given. Ah, Rizzler and I are 
simpatico today. Yep. So, yeah, three stars for Young Justice number 11. It's been a really neat series. I hope to, I look forward to more of it. But three stars for this issue. Last issue was better. This issue was pretty good. So now, everyone, you tell me. What are your thoughts? What do you think of this segment? What do you think about Young Justice number 11? Am I off base? Did you think it was the best story ever? And I honestly am a Philistine. You should not understand the genius behind it. Let me know. I am often a Philistine. You should not understand genius. Except for my own, because I am a genius. Like Wild E. Coyote. Super genius. Any suggestions for future comic reviews? Please let me know and be a legionnaire. Yes, Garthon's comic poll. Garthon gets comics, he reads them, tells you about them. And he wants to let you know that comic books are not just for kids, because YouTube can't understand that. I know I keep saying that, but YouTube keeps being dumb, because YouTube likes being dumb. I don't know why. They didn't used to be this dumb. But you know, I think I know the problem. You know what the problem is? YouTube is owned by Google, who is evil. The yep. company whose yep. mandate once said, don't be evil, is... Doesn't say that anymore. No, it does not. Once they no. decide evil paid out a lot more money, they're like, oh, <laughs> hey, have you, had a, have you had a taste of this evil? It's pretty dang nice. <laughs> I was going to say good, but it's not. Choice evil. Choice <laughs> That evil. is some choice evil, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my internet just went down. All right. Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia, number five. <laughs> Written by Ed Cornell and Matt Etten. Art by Kendall Good. Color by Geo Butler. Cover by Kendall Good. Ravenslayer says no. Yes. Yes, Ravenslayer. Google is Skynet. Yes, I agree with that, Mark Hawkman. All right. Show us issue five of six from everyone's favorite alien wrestler-based comic book. If there's another one, please let me know. The uh... All right. This book, this series was very interesting. Uh, so far, we're in a position where Rory, our main protagonist, finds himself lost in the universe. The The Intergalactic Wrestling Federation has set up a match where if he attends, he has to fight for basically the freedom of the entire planet and also the universal title. So if he's able to beat the WrestleTopian leader, he will be the new leader. Because that's how the rules work. Mm -hmm. However, if he loses, the Earth is now under their control. There's a, He's a washed-up wrestler now, and he's trying to get back there. But there's a subplot where his former promoter in the TV show he used to be on is now involved. And while the leader of the WrestleTopians wants to get Rory there to wrestle and is go, trying to go through the promoter to do it, there's a sub-fact, there's an evil faction in the WrestleTopia role. Anyway, there's another faction who wants to make sure Rory doesn't show up to the match. That way they can put their champion as a substitution, and he will beat the leader, and then their faction will now control the universe and Earth. But in exchange, they'll give the Earth to Promoter Guy, because Earth is a backwater, they don't care anyway. So, okay. they've been on the run for a while. Restopia's been attacked them for a while. Last issue, Rory got trapped inside of a semi-truck with automatic controls in it. And a TV screen popped on the front front. I was like, Rory, so I tell you, you're now my prisoner, essentially. This issue starts up with, 
He's still trapped in the truck and says, hey, tell you what. What say you don't show up to this match, the promoter tells him. You've missed a lot of matches anyway. This one, you're actually going to get paid not to show up. And if you don't, look under the seat. That's the World Heavyweight Championship title. It's yours for life. If you let just don't show up to this match. You take keep the truck. It's a nice truck. You keep the title forever. Get you back on TV later. You're the world champion. Boom. He's like, what's in it for you? I become leader of the earth. And you'll be my number two guy because you'll be my champion. Huh? Huh? Pretty good, right? All you got to do is take a miss to this thing, right? You've bailed on me for lesser reasons. I ask you to bail this time. You do this for me. And Roy's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. F you. He's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to drive the truck into a propane factory and have it explode now. <laughs> it's like, why well, you got to be difficult? Uh, he actually uses the belt. He tries to kick his way out, but of course it's bulletproof glass. So he uses the championship belt, knocks a bunch of gems off it, uses that to scratch the glass enough to kick it out. I thought it was kind of clever. Makes it out just in time. <laughs> Truck explosion. If, if you if you actually believe that that a world wrestling championship belt has actual gemstones on it, then yeah, sure. Maybe it just was pointy minute, enough. But, I don't okay. think it was real. Well, it wasn't a dime. It looked like maybe a ruby or something. All right. But could be a synthetic gemstones. You never know. Ravenslayer has no love for the Wrestletopians. But mm-hmm. the so he kicks him out. He narrowly escapes. Meanwhile, his buddies are being attacked by Wrestletopians in a bar where he where he ditched them. Because they're like, oh, we'll do this. And he is running from responsibility. His friends get attacked in a bar. They get themselves free. They realize Rory has ditched them. And so they go try and track him down. After Rory escapes from the truck, it's the middle of the night in the desert. And he kind of sees like these turkeys. Just in the desert. They kind of gobble at him and walk away. and Having no... Mark says cubic zirconia is actually hard enough to cut glass. See? Could have been cubic zirconia. All right. Um, so having nothing better to do, figure the turkeys are probably heading towards some sort of food or grain or farm or something. He follows the turkeys because they're domestic. They're obviously not wild turkeys. They're semi-domesticated. When he finds them, when he follows them, when dawn rises, he finds an old Native American gentleman sitting in a chair next to a cooler and a fire. And Rory's kind of like, uh. Kind of looks at the cooler and he's like, yeah. And you guys kind of points at it. And he says, hey, the sandwich is in there too. As he grabs a water, starts drinking it, drinking the water. It's like, so, uh, who are you? It's like your mentor and I fought many mighty bat wars together back when he was known as Chief Don Thundersnake. He's like, oh, you're Jay Warcloud. We were both curtain raisers back there. We're working for Sam Platinum. Now, it wasn't a very good payout, but it's like, yeah, yeah, great. Wrestling stories. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, uh, you got to get shows, but I got a show I got to go to soon. So uh, if you'd point in the direction of the nearest city, or nearest interstate, it's like, I'd stay put if I were you, son. You're about to go on quite a journey. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, what do you, he's like, I thought that egg salad was a little bitter. It's like, yeah, that was peyote. Uh-oh. <laughs> and so he begins tripping balls. High quality synthetics are not plastic. That's true. So 
after eating the potato, pico- uh, the peyote lace sandwich, uh, the guy makes sure he's comfortably laying down as he begins tripping balls, and he actually starts talking to him about the mistakes he's made in the past, and that kind of leads him into this vision where he actually is a seeing how he was and kind of confronting himself in like this weird psychedelic, as you can see from the page on the right, landscape of a wrestling ring. Where he ends up having to confront his past demons, his mistakes, the things he's done. It's not subtle. Mm-mm. Mark says he saw the peyote coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, to, to be fair, Rory, especially when talking to himself, is not capable of things like subtlety. And That's nuance. true. And, yeah. And if you're expecting subtlety, I want to remind you, the name of this comic is The Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia. Yeah. Subtlety is not so. going to be a big one here. No. They do do things subtly, but the... So he basically, had, through this, is able to confront his inner demons, try and become a better person. And at you see him very obviously confront his pride, the things he's done in the past, um, how he's allowed himself to fall into a haze of drunkenness and failure. And when you finally see him overcome that, the masked figure he's up fighting at the end turns out to be his father. And isn't oh, that deep? Well, it's not. Well, the nice thing about it is it's not one of those my father was evil and beat me type stuff. It's one of those he's always tried to overcome that shadow of his father being the world champion. His father was one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, but his father also walked out on him and his mother. And so he's actually able to finally come to terms with that. So that was nice. It was a nice turn. It wasn't just a, you were always evil and I, it was, he isn't physically beating because in a wrestling ring and it's a wrestling you know, related comic, but he's actually able to finally come to terms with that. And when he finally stops tripping and is able to like start seeing the sun again, He's able to find, like, you know, clear himself up. And he wakes up on the, essentially, the Winnebago uh, with all of his buddies who are looking for him. As, you know, because uh, Jay Warcloud, you know, basically directs, like, hey, I got your buddy. You might want to pick him up. Uh, unfortunately, their vehicle dies. And they're forced to... Uh, to get to the city or to get to the wrestling match for the world, for the, uh, for the universal championship, they end up hopping a train hobo style. And of course on the train, they're attacked by the evil faction WrestleTopians. Of course. Yeah. Uh, before that happens, there's some nice dialogue on the train with him coming to ter- trying to finally try to make amends with his ex fiance, trying to be a better person. And she's like, yeah, it's a little late for that. This is just totally not the time. And that's when they get attacked. Um, unfortunately, during the attack, uh, his former manager, who's kind of been as like his one friend this whole time, uh, is knocked off the train with uh, one of the evil guys. And that's kind of the cliffhanger at the end. They're like, no, as he gets knocked off the train, they keep going. No, Mick. No. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but they're on their way to the final issue and to the final confrontation. Uh, this story has been weird. This story started out weird. The series really started out with a bang, and I was really hyped about it. 
Uh, it's gone a little more thoughtful than I thought it would. It's not deep in thought. I'm not saying like, oh, I was amazed. On the pantheon of great comics, such as uh, Batman, Darkest Night. Yes. Batman, White the Knight. There's yeah. layers like an onion. It's beautiful. I soon people will throw away that pathetic doomsday clock and no oh, WrestleTopia, <laughs> you know, Watchmen, whatever Watchmen, WrestleTopia. No, that's not going to happen clearly. Well, well, to be fair, every time a new issue of Do- Doomsday Clock comes out, you have to reread all of the previous ones because it's been eight it's years. It's been about a year since the last one came yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. At least you don't have to reread these. That's true. Um, but you would want to because they're fun. The hmm. it is a nice. Others just have done great send ups of like wrestling culture and old wrestling things. This one does a great job kind of exploring the Rory character, which really hasn't been done much up until this point. And it kind of like shows him in a peyote field training montage, getting over himself, which is nice. You know, it works. It moves the story forward. You're getting piece of the characters. The art is solid the whole time. Uh, the, the tripping scenes are really fun to look at. Because there's all these little like crazy things happening in the background, and you could very much tell that he's dealing with a prison of his own mind at that point. So it was a good issue, not the best issue of the series, but it was a very good issue. I really want to see how it turns out because I could see them going either way. I could see them losing. My prediction is it goes to a DQ. That's our prediction, disqualification match. Mm. So like the rematch will be later, brother or something. Um, but I'm going to be sad it's coming to an end because I've really enjoyed the series. But what does this one get? I liked it. I didn't love it. I really liked it, though. If you are a wrestling and comic book fan, perhaps I'll give it to you. If you're a wrestling and comic book fan, this book is three and a half to four stars. If you're not a wrestling fan, this book is like two stars. <laughs> Because you're like, oh, stupid wrestlers. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's a pretty good book. Um, I'm going to be generous to it and give it three stars. I really liked it. It moved the story along. There was no parts. I had to, like, reread a word bubble five times to understand what they actually meant by it. <laughs> what is that? Uh, so, but fun story. It's moving along. Everything makes sense in context. I highly enjoyed it. I didn't love it but I liked it and I would recommend the series because it's fun and I can't wait for issue six to come out. Highly excited by it. Um, I think actually Matt Edden have created a very fun world. Raven's Lair hates pro wrestling. Yeah. Raven's Lair hates it, man. That's, that's a lot of hate. For he doesn't pro like wrestling. pro wrestling. That's fine. I mean, it's just supposed to be fun, man. It's you can hate pro wrestling. I don't, you know what? If you hate, that's fine. You're allowed not to like it. That's why America is wonderful, because you could hate pro wrestling, and I could hate football, and we'll all be fine. I don't hate football. I just I don't understand why anyone enjoys it. Mm. So, wow, look at all those unsubs. Wow, that's amazing. So, <laughs> the only way to get more unsubs is to say you like the Cowboys. That's a football joke. <laughs> I know a football joke. The only football joke I know is the Cowboys. That's funny. Sports ball, says Duncan. Exactly. All right. So thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this. 
And what are your thoughts this segment? What do you think of Invasion of Planet WrestleTopia number five? Have you been catch- reading it at all? Catching up on it? Are you interested in this kind of like crazy indie book? Um, I've really been enjoying it. I hope you have too. If you see us for future comic reviews, especially any strange indie books that you might think I'd enjoy, please let me know. Or if you think I would hate them, let me know. I'll review an issue, and then I'll hate it, and you can laugh at me, and I'll cry, and it'll be great. So thank you, everyone, and be a legionnaire. Make sure there's more content on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe. You can join us for full streams of anime, comics, and games. Remember, only chat and giveaways, monthly Q&As, Legion with members. And YouTube membership counts for our Patreon giveaway goals when we do our giveaways on our Legion with live stream, 8 p.m. Central Time on Saturday evenings. And more Garthon is on my complex list, my Yakuza Kiwami segments on YouTube, my team-ups with Heathen Dog and others, and coming soon, my role-playing recycling event, and my playthrough of Lunar Silver Star Story. So thank you very much, everyone. Be a legionnaire. You do it. You say it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our RNG segment, the random number generator, where we look at everything that's going on in our lives or what we see in the world, and we talk about that and what we think, what we know, and what is true. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, what we know is that this is not for kids. It's not. Stop it. If you're under 13, leave now. Butt face. Get out. Okay, now can, we can Can you say cock goblin? Cock goblin? Yes. I just did. Oh, okay. <laughs> just checking. Okay. <laughs> Let's get on to what we're really getting on to, which is Gen Con 2020. What are we... As in Garthon and I, or Garthon and I, going to do at Gen Con for ourselves, for our viewers, for whatever. And I'm going to start so Garthon can think of something. But I'm going to start. See, I'm going to get there Wednesday. I'm going to get there Wednesday afternoon, uh, early afternoon, because that was the best ticket I could find. And uh, I'm going to get situated. I'm going to buy a cooler. So I can put all, all of my beer in and food and stuff like that. Because uh, I found every time I go to Gen Con, the only food that I can get is stuff that is half fat and, and the other half sugar. And my body can no longer function on that. I'm old now. I need actual nutrition. So I'm going to have to get food, I guess. That's the thing. And uh, I'm going to enter the Cthulhu Masters Tournament like I do every year. And I'm probably going to get third place like I do every year. At least you're consistent. Yeah. Actually, no, the very, very first time I was eliminated in round one. But the second time, the third time, and the fourth time I played in the Cthulhu... I played in the Cthulhu Masters Tournament. I get third, third, third. And they give you, they give you fun prizes for third place. Uh, the first year I got third place, the final round was a survivor knockoff where, where Jeff Probst was actually a, a, a mythos worshiper and the winner was sacrificed to a mythos creature. That makes I got so to, much sense. I know, right? I, I got to take home two tiki torches from the set. The uh, second time I got third place, uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, final round was a 1920s fapper uh party 
type thing where where everyone was uh was ritualistically murdered in the throes of some kind of sin to appease some some dark god and i got a feather boa and the last time uh max Leo and i actually went this last time and i got third place i got the rights to the round one uh module hmm. it's called uh shroom fellas and uh it's it's all about the these uh gangsters who are going after a guy who ran to upstate new york uh, with with the gang's money and you were tasked by the by the godfather or whatever to go and get that money back and uh he ran to the wrong place and uh he got killed by mythos creatures and you followed him and guess guess who else gets killed by mythos creatures mm, you that's you <laughs> yeah you and they're, they're mushroom based and it's all weird and if you want this is the other thing i'm going to do uh for one or two days that i'm going to be there i'm going to host in my room for anyone who wants either uh, both either or uh a one shot uh call of cthulhu game of the shroom fellas and or a one shot feast of legends because <laughs> we're going to play feast of legends while we're there it's it's gonna be fun you're gonna love it or else or else that's right go with feast well i might do feast as well i'm definitely gonna do shroom fellas but i might do feast as well and what else am i gonna play i'm probably gonna play some second edition ad and d because i haven't played enough of that and i love it and uh i'm probably gonna play some earth dawn because i haven't i haven't gotten to play that in two years um I don't know if I'm going to play any D20 games. I think I'm going to go like weird indie games for most for the most part. Uh, I might do some Shadowrun. Um, I'm definitely not doing New World of Darkness. If they have Old World of Darkness, I'll play that. But not not New World of Darkness. Is that, definitely not the brand new edition of Vampire. That is a emo crap show right there. I don't want any of that. Um... Let's see. What else am I going to do? Yeah, that that's, that's pretty much my solid plans. I mean, you know, uh, there, there's one day, probably all the Legion of myth is going to go out to dinner. Probably one evening. We're all going to go out to dinner. And of course, all of you viewers, if you're there, you're welcome to join us. We're not saying we're going to pay for your nothing, but you're welcome to join us. And uh, you know, just talk, shoot the crap, all that good stuff. Because uh, we haven't seen each other, we haven't been in each other's physical presence. Uh, besides Max Liao, I haven't been in the physical presence of uh, Garthon or Elgarian in over 20 years. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last time I was in Max Liao's presence was in Gen Con, and that was in 20, nope, that was in 2007? Nope. Nope, 2011. 2011. So eight years ago. Yeah. 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 So, Garthon, what are you going to do? I'm going to probably sign up for... Uh, if there's a miniature painting artist that I know who... Well, that I know of, not that I know personally. Um, mm, who's giving fair. a master class, probably attend that. Uh, that's always really cool. Uh, look for stuff along that line... I like to try and find like strange games to sign up for games I never normally don't have a chance to yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, we, weird indie stuff. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm gonna go for. The look around the convention floor a lot. 
Uh, I like to do demos of games and then laugh and not buy them. Because, oh. uh, hey, there's a lot of crap being sold there. Hey, fair enough. Yeah, fair I mean, enough. a lot of, like, bad stuff. The... That's pretty much my plans. I got no big plans. I'm not going to do anything crazy because I'm old and I don't do that anymore. No LARPing for you? No, I'd never LARPed. I'm not <laughs> opposed know, to it. I just never really... <laughs> when I was of the age, I just never really had the opportunity. Uh, let's see. I plan to hang out, do my thing, play my games. I really go very free when I attend these things. I try to decide it for too many games because then you don't have a chance to check everything out. I know I'm not really big on a, what do you call that live dungeon? What is yep. that thing? I'm not big on that. I did I that once or twice, and I just uh, did not enjoy it. Not my thing. It's just that really caters to people who want to do it a lot. Yeah. And, you know, buy five hundred dollars worth of buffs to go in there. So I'm that's not me. I'm not not down. I understand. You know, I don't need real life DLC. I don't need that. I already have that in my real life. I don't need fake <laughs> LARP DLC. All right. Fair enough. Vice says he just want to wear a costume of the con, not even a Laverick one. There you go. That's fine. That's fine. So uh, Garthon and I are of the same thing, where uh, if you're going to weird indie games that no one's ever heard of, you can just fill up on generic tickets mm -hmm. and shop and shop around. Absolutely. And Find a game that that uh, that you never heard of that is missing a ta uh, missing a player or two chair or two is empty and just jump in. Yep, it's a lot of fun that way. I know yeah. some people like to go to a con and like they'll play a tournament for one game the whole time. And to me, that kind of seems strange when a Gen Con doing that one thing the whole time. But hey, if that floats your boats, go for it. Yeah, I mean, for for the Masters tournament, that's the only place it is. That's it. Yeah, that's that's the only place you can go and and do that. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. About five years ago, I was there with Max Leo, and we played in a large Battletech game, and it was just run so incredibly poorly, and, this, and the scenario was so incredibly one-sided against us. Mm. If we had randomly been on the other side, it would have been one-sided for us, you know. It was one of those, this team has to get one, mat, one mech all the way from the map from this side to this side. But they have like 50 mechs, yeah. They're stronger than us, yeah. They just got it one to the other side, yeah. Actually, no, I think we had a slight advantage, but it's like, all they gotta do is keep running. Yeah, you literally can't kill them all. Yeah, that's what they, they one did. One of them gets by This you. is yeah. Battletech, for God's sake. Mm -hmm. Unless we got headshots every time, then we weren't stopping them. They just, so they just ran by us. They didn't even bother engaging in combat. The one mech that engaged in combat was like an Atlas or something, because it couldn't run past us. Right. And most of us were like, well, I'm not going to bother shooting at it. That's, that's the whole point. It can't make it to the other side. So, yeah, that was a very sad game. And we made sure to voice our displeasure to the organizer, you know, saying that this is a no-win situation. With the train, the way it's set up, there's no choke points at all. We're trying to stop people with the jump movement. And only one has to get across. No, we're going to lose. We cannot win. Yeah, there there was one game when uh, when uh, me, Bob, and and Max Liao were there, and uh, we were all going to do an, an AD and D second edition game, and then the the game master started explaining the scenario, and I went out, <laughs> I'm out, wow, nope, I left, and then after it was all over, uh, Max and Bob went, yeah, I should have left too, that was that was dumb. <laughs>
So yeah, I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was more like a, it was a, it was like a gladiatorial type thing where, where you were high level characters in, a, in some kind of arena and you had to fight, you know, fight the, the, uh, the opposing team with super high level spells and stuff. And it just wasn't interesting. Look at that. This is, this is a hack job. I'm, I'm out. So yeah, that, that's what happened there. It was, it was, it was bad. Barhawk says, uh, one kind which he ran to a guy who was doing a test play of a sci-fi strategy game he designed. Read the rules once, looked at the board, then owned him in his own game. That's Ouch. awesome. <laughs> well, to be fair, it was probably the first time both of you were really playing it. <laughs> oh, man. There, uh, last time I was at Gen Con, the, uh, I played this, well, I wish I remember the name of the game. I'll remember it later. Uh, it had these large miniatures where kind of very cartoony looking things on a big board. It's based on some French uh, animation property. Um, and I sat down to play it and I was going to play against the, you know, you could choose your character and I chose one. I chose like this beast master guy. And I was going to play against the, the the organizer guy who cause he had like several games going on. But this kid wanted to play too. It's like, all right, so this kid sat down and he chose the archer. And I learned very quickly, if you don't have a range attack in this game, you lose. I did not have a range attack. So I just got my hmm. butt whooped by this kid. This kid just had to go and he would just shoot me, walk back. Well, I walk forward. I shoot him. I walk back. That's every turn. And the, I, I, I cannot get it. There was, yeah, it's I, smart, but it's, yeah, it's lame. It lame. Yeah. There wasn't enough terrain to like hide behind or get it. And if I did high line terrain, he'd just wait. He doesn't have to come around. He's going to win. So the kid played smart. I'm going to give him that. But I was mad as hell at the end of that. And I looked at it, I went over the rules and like, this game sucks. It's so incredibly unbalanced. Looking at everything else about it. And the game looked neat and it was selling pretty well. But I knew right then, like, this game sucks and I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> but the funny thing is, the last day I'm in the hotel packing up, I was in the lobby waiting for one of the guys I was driving home. And there's other people like, oh, yeah, Junko's was great. Like, yeah, I had a good time. And they're like, oh, did you pick up anything? Oh, this, well, you, I better call these. Mainly I learned what I wasn't going to pick up. It's like, oh, that's funny. He's like, yeah, I'd play games. So what do you mean? Like, all right, well, there's this one game. I explained what happened. Like, that game is so unbalanced. It's like the worst freaking game ever. It looks kind of neat, but God, I'm glad I didn't pick it up. And two of the guys are starting to start laughing their balls off. And the third guy's just kind of staring at me because he just dropped like 300 bucks. Oh, my game. God. Bought like four, bought like all the expansions and everything. I was like, oh, well, I might be, might be wrong. I just, you know, had that, you know, one experience and. Uh, walk back, walk back, walk back, and leave. And I was like, but I, 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 was, I was like, I didn't. That's my experience, though. But what's funny is, I followed up in that game later, and the game like died. It didn't, it, because you know it was so unbalanced. The rules sucked. So mm. I was right. I was right. Yeah. But that was that's a memory I'll have. I like testing the game, so I know not to play them. Oh, also, uh, last Gen Con is when I actually bought merchandise. I bought a, I bought a shirt. I didn't buy a, I didn't buy a Gen Con shirt. I bought a uh, uh, Call of Cthulhu shirt. It was a, a Miskatonic University shirt. That's nice. And uh, it was made with brushed cotton. It was really good. I wore the crap. It's dead now because it, it just frayed apart. I wore it so much. I just couldn't wear it anymore. It was an awesome shirt. And I'm hoping they have something like that again so I can buy it again. Oh, man, it was awesome. I, I, I always buy the con shirt. I always buy the I was there t-shirt. You know. yeah, yeah. That's just my thing. Right, that's that's merchandise. Merchandise. It's well, it's merchandise for Cthulhu. Damn it! It was it was actually at the Chaosium booth, so it was Chaosium merch. Okay, there you go. 
one year I went, I was still kind of into Heroclix, but a lot of people gave me money to buy the limited edition Heroclix that were going to be there. So I stood in line for a couple hours, made like made some money selling them to all the all, all the dudes. I don't play Heroclix anymore. That's fine. It's gotten kind of weird. Well, it's always been weird, but the the rules been kind of watered down. I'm just not into it. I'm not into that scene anymore, man. Not yeah. Into the scene. They went corporate or something. <laughs> Mark says the math is important because it used a form of phone Newtonian movement where you had your shifts moving direction of speed and you had to use the action to accelerate. That sounds a lot like uh, Aerotech, the aerospace fighter game for Battletech. Okay. You actually had to worry about movement, acceleration, gravitational pull, and all that other stuff. There was there was another game like that in the eighties. It was it was a Star Trek game. You're not talking about Starfleet Commander. Toss. No, no, no. It was well, I, don't, I forget what it was called, so I can't say no, no, no. Like but uh, I I played it when I was fourteen, no, fifteen, and uh, it it was it was uh, it was on it was a it was a hex grid map. And you had ships that you controlled and you had to uh, uh, allocate energy to shields and weapons and engines and, you know, speed. You had inertia and everything like that. And and it was extremely it was a bad game. It was not it was not a good game. It was incredibly slow, incredibly boring, very technical. But at, at the time I was into it because of those things, uh, you know, look, looking back, it was it was lame. But uh uh, it, that reminds me of that game. Yeah. Mark says, what if you fail just for hitting the edge? I don't remember. I barely played that game. <laughs> I barely remember. Mm. Yeah, Space Between Humans is the main race original universe. Yeah. All right, but that's basically the plans. Hanging out. Yep. Hanging out. That's it. Generic games. Staying away from the yeah. big mega D&D games or, yep. or yep. Pathfinder games. Got enough of that. You know. Oh, and uh, my, uh, unlike unlike Garthon's van, my room will actually fit people. No one can hang out in my van. No one can hang out in Garthon's van. It's his personal space. That's right. That's only for sadness. <laughs> There's nothing room for me and sadness. That's it. Sadness and Jack Daniels. That's all that That's exists all. inside Garthon's van. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, everyone. This has been a sneak peek to frighten you about what we're doing at Gen Con. We hope to see you there. Hang out with us. Get a meal. Play a game. Exciting times. I might run something. You never know. The never. world is a mysterious place. But not in your van. Half empty tin of baked beans. Oh, Zon! Cheers for my sadness. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Zon. <laughs> so what do you think of this segment? What are your thoughts on our discussion topic, which is going to Gen Con? If you guys suggest for future RNG topics, please let us know. And don't forget the RNGs on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe. Thank you just for full series anime, comics, games, streams, monthly QA leads members, cast treasure and Patreon goals. And don't forget more randomness. We have the RNG stuff on the YouTubes. Any anime, comic, game, nerd topics, nerd news, opinions, commentaries. If you have any topic suggestions, please let us know. And remember, be a legionnaire. And that's pretty much all we have for today. Thank you, everyone. Now, right. forget, now, everyone, don't forget that the Max Liao has the Max Liao show. And the Max Liao show is what you should be attending when you're attending the Max Liao. Booyah.
Endless Legend, Necrophage, currently playing through that. Stellar Tactics. I've seen a few of those up on YouTube. You should check those out. And also, don't forget, you on YouTube this week, Book of Demons. Ooh, very scary with the demons in the books. Be sure to check that out. 2020 is coming. Just like we were talking about Gen Con 2020, badge registration 26 January 2020, activity sign up 17 May 2020. The event is 30 July to 2 August of 2020. So start planning now to join the Legion with the Gen Con in 2020. Here's our streaming schedule we talked about before Legion with Twitch TV. Twitch.tv slash Legion with Elgarian Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. at Shroud of the Avatar. The premier Shroud of the Avatar stream on the internet, recognized by Lord British as a Shroud of the Avatar stream. Pretty sure. Monday! Yeah, no, I'm, I'm positive. You're right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lord British personal friend of Elgarian. Stamp of approval, baby. Stamp of approval. Monday, 8 p.m., Left 4 Dead 2 with Heathen Dog. Thursday, 30 p.m., Imperial Black Survival, Heathen Dog. Garthon, Legion with members, we've begun our PvP sessions. That will be crazy, and you too can get in on the Killing Legion with members action. If you are a subscriber and have a copy of the game, drop Heathen Dog a line, and he will let you know the codes to get in, my friend. And then Garthon, Saturday, 8 p.m. with Heathen Dog, 8 p.m. Central, Legion with weekly live stream, anime, comics, games, talking all the information you need to know. And our giveaway is next week. Oh my gosh, be there. And Sunday at 9 p.m., that's tomorrow. I'm going to be playing, not Final Fantasy III because my heart is still broken, but my heart will go on into Lunar Silver Star Story on the PlayStation 1. If you want to buy Garth and a copy of Lunar Silver Star Story for the Sega Saturn, go right ahead. Buy it for Garth and Garth will play it. But until then, I own a copy for the PS1. That's what I'm playing. Probably the superior version, obviously. Twitch.tv slash Legion of the Tube features Max Lee at Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. with a variety, the spice of life. I mean, the Surge or the Spatials Galactology. Nora is playing Thursday at 11 a.m. Hidden Folks or Puyo Puyo Champions, which is a very fun puzzle game. Twitch.tv slash Heathen Dog features the Heathen Dog. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 a.m. playing Seven Days to Die with Sheriffs and my fault, Legion with members. Thank you. It's fun to hang out and do that. You should watch them as they Seven Day to Die their way to life. Yes. That, that was pretty good. No, that was that was <laughs> nice. I, I gotta admit, that was a good one. That was a good one. Join our Discord community to chat and remain current at discord.gg slash Follow our four announcements on Twitter at Legion Myth. Watch our segments and recorded content on YouTube, youtube.com slash Myth. Watch and chat live on Twitch. That's the best way to interact and have a good time. Twitch.tv slash Myth or twitch.tv slash Myth 2. And don't forget to get our gear, impress your friends, intimidate your enemies, find love in your Legion with gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Current goals, we talked about that earlier. We made it for Twitch. We're trying it for subscribers. Subscribe, YouTube subscribers. We only have 50 more to get that goal. Oh my gosh, Patreon is steady. Thank you so much. And we want those followers to make get access to our end of year giveaway, which will be massive. One last goal: we in 20, if we end 2019 with 100 Twitch subscribers, we'll empty our video in cash with like 50 games around there. 40. Something. 40. 40 is like 50, but different. Yeah, it's smaller. <laughs> last That's last year. <laughs> Tell everyone, follow, subscribe to Legion of Myth, chat with us and the viewers. Click and share our shenanigans. Get other people interested in our wackiness and our amazingness. And you'll be amazing too for letting them know. 
That way everyone knows that you were there first. You knew we were cool before they did, which makes you a better person. We have over four years of content on the live stream. Animes, comic, game reviews, nerd topics, daily Twitch streams, amazing friendly content with the most soda prizes galore. I need an echo there. Team up and appearing on Survival Left 4 Dead 2. Interesting retro games when I play through Final Fantasy 3 and other such games. And every alternate challenge slash you the two and slash the dog. Don't forget to watch our YouTubes, comment, and like them, and tell everyone to do the same. Thank you to our patrons, our Switch supporters. It's your support that keeps us going. We really do appreciate it. Thank you, Zon, today even. Oh my gosh. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Zon. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Remember, everyone, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great diurnal anomaly.